0: Set your course for the Hoth system. General Veers, prepare your men. All troops will debark
1: the ground assault. Prepare to target the main jet.
2: Echo Station
1: 3PA.
0: On an Imperial Walker. Attack Pattern Delta. Go now. Watch that crossfire, fire, boys. Right now, I feel like i take on the whole Empire myself. Maximum
1: Welcome everybody to Echo Base and to our new YouTube channel. This is the first of the episodes that we're recording mm-hmm. that is actually going to be posted to YouTube. Yay. And uh, I'm sure this Hi, is YouTube. also something we're going to come back to a year from now. And and look at and say, oh, my gosh, it <laughs> was <sick>? so lame,
2: That <laughs> was so
1: bad. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, we got to start somewhere. And that's what we're doing here tonight. I'm Eric. I've got Lou to my right, Tim to my left. And we're going to jump right into the news. The big news of this week is who is Cobb Vanth and why does it matter? Lou, do you know who Cobb Vanth is? I, I do not. Tim, do you know who Cobb Vanth is? I do. Okay. I mean, you do. Lou, I'm going to give you a hint. Tell us. He was a major character. No, in he was In the <laughs> Aftermath Trilogy. And and by major character, we mean he had like, what, three pages?
0: Uh, just about. Yeah.
2: Still not Rainabelle. Bell. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I read the Aftermath Trilogy, but. Yeah. How much how of much it do you remember? Not not a ton.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm wow we should go back and review that someday but i just don't care Mm.
2: Mm. actually you know i did start rereading Uh, the first book again i was gonna get the whole series at audiobook because it's easy i can do it in the car yeah but i got bored
1: it's the first book was was rough to get through it got better
2: yeah yeah but it was better the second time through i thought i just got bored with it and went on something else but
1: yeah it it um mm. It it was rough. It was. I think they they could have taken a lot of that and condensed it down into one really long book. Anyhow, point is, Cobb Vanth is basically, in short, to paraphrase it, he's the guy that ended up with Boba Fett's armor after Return of the Jedi. He was on Tatooine. There's a little bit of a backstory for. Mm-hmm. Was he a Bothan? No, Robin. He was not. <laughs> <Tim>?
0: <laughs> I can't control her. No, Tim. I, I hold cannot. you
1: personally responsible for Robin's Bothan confusion. <clears throat> I think we have an episode uh, title, Robin's and Confusion.
0: I have tried correcting that so many times, but wow. Yeah. She brings it up a lot. She does. Right. She yeah.
1: Um. So no, he is the guy he's, I guess, I don't know if he's from Tatooine or not, but he's there on Tatooine and there's a kind of a backstory for him that doesn't really go anywhere. So aftermath had all these little interludes in between the chapters where they would focus on random characters, everything from uh, Jar Jar to, Uh, Bob Smith or whatever, or in this case, Cobb Vanth.
0: I like Bob's story. Bob's story was solid.
1: Bob's is better than Cobb's. Yeah. But so Cobb Vanth apparently is the guy who ended up with the Boba Fett armor. um, And we have no idea what happened to Boba Fett. The only thing we know post legends is that George Lucas, who no longer controls the content anyway, said that Boba Fett is alive. Like in his mind, Boba Fett's alive officially that makes it as important as Tim saying that Boba Fett is alive in Tim's mind, but given that he's George Lucas and Lucasfilm still kind of listens to him to some extent.
2: I think George's opinion means more than Tim's opinion. Um, wow. Just saying, uh, I, I think, just say, wow. I think. And, I, and here I thought we were friends. We are Tim, but someone's got to bring it back down to earth yeah. sometimes. Wow. That's rough.
1: So, Boba Fett is allegedly still alive. Now, here's why this is important. Rumors are that Tamura Morrison, who played Boba Fett in the Clones, uh, no, I'm sorry, he played Django Fett in episode Uh two, is coming to Mandalorian season two. There are only two possibilities here, really. Either number one, he's playing Boba Fett, or number two, he's playing Rex, or I guess number three, he's playing both. Now, the reason that I, I
0: I would offer another possibility and that is he is voicing Boba Fett.
1: That is also possible. Yes. Yeah. So we've got those possibilities. And then also we have this new rumor that Cobb Vanth is going to be appearing in the Boba Fett armor. And that Cobb Vanth is the one that we saw at the end of, I forget which episode it is. The one with Ming-Na Wen in it the gunslinger gunslinger yes so how do you guys feel about this how do you feel about first of all what is your opinion on the whole cob van thing in the first place and then second if it's him appearing in the mandalorian let's say instead of boba
2: fett Hmm.
0: i think Uh it is too deep of a cut uh for them to be getting into in a show that is not about Boba Fett. Right. Um I think it is a distraction. I mean and a lot of this we talked about kind of in the context of with the Tamara Morrison uh announcement that hey, tomorrow Tamara Morrison is going to come and he's going to play Boba Fett. Yes, that's cool, but this really can't be like a long-standing thing because the show is not about him. Now, right. if they're going to bring in this other character that's wearing Fett's armor, then they have to explain it because not a lot of people read Aftermath or remember those three pages that you referenced. <laughs> it's a very, very confusing thing. Yeah. I just uh, I I don't know. I don't know.
1: It is very confusing. And uh, and he had a couple of interludes, I think. But uh, yeah, I think it's different when it's a deep cut for somebody like Ahsoka, or something that the movie fans aren't going to recognize the character, but those of us who have kept up with comic books or, um, you yeah, know, Quinlan Voss is a good example. Mm. Like mm-hmm. you could do something with Quinlan Voss because he was around for long enough. People cared about him. And even though he's a deep cut, he's a meaningful deep cut. Yeah. This is like a deep cut that nobody ever really cared about ever in the history of ever.
0: No. No, that no one was not even on like social media screaming. We want a a fan no. story, no.
2: but yeah, the thing of it is, I mean, they can't do it justice because the story is not about him. Mm-hmm. So they're going to gloss over it in the Mandalorian, just like they would gloss over it in the book, right? It 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 could be anybody, it could be anything. It doesn't really, you know, yeah. it's not, you're not going to have time for it.
1: I think that a lot of it's fan service. If you have something Mandalorian related in star Wars in live action, there is an expectation that you somehow kind of circle back around to what's come before. Mm -hmm. And I, I think there's some fan service obviously going on here at all. And I don't mind them bringing in other Mandalorian references like Bo-Katan. We talked about that last episode and, um, Sabine, and mm-hmm. things like that like i'm okay with them exploring mandalorian history mandalorian culture and other mandalorians because it is kind of relevant as long as it doesn't get away from them and become you know the boba fett reunion story now the another recent rumor is that boba fett's involvement in season two is going to be minuscule though it's also been rumored that he'll be in season three as well i don't know what that means my expectation is that they are going to in, in a follow-up to the gunslinger episode in some way, maybe this guy's hunting down uh Jindar um uh, Jarin. Mm-hmm. Never get the name right. And maybe they're hunt like this character hunting him down and it looks like Boba Fett. And then surprise, we reveal it's not really Boba Fett. It's an imposter. And so maybe they go that whole route Instead, and then we get this reveal at the last minute of Tamara Morrison walking in, saying, "Hey, dude, give me my clothes back."
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be.
1: And then you know, riding off into the sunset.
0: It's just like Tamara Morrison in his boxer shorts,
1: right? <laughs> Shows up, you know, white boxer shorts little hearts on it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: but I mean, that's kind of my my prediction. They say, "Don't worry, be happy." Right. right. What was the Oh Jodo cast? Like from Legends, the other bounty hunter mm, yeah, that yeah. was kind, of, mm-hmm. right, kind right. of impersonating Boba Fett. You hired him when you wanted to intimidate someone but couldn't afford Boba.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep.
1: So I'm wondering if it's going to kind of be this fake reveal. Like we're thinking it's Boba Fett, then we find out it's not really, but then the real one shows up after. It's like a, a double plot twist. Yeah.
0: Or it's some kind of flashback that occurs. That's or another something. thing people I don't have been. Know.
2: Yeah. Mm hmm. I mean, you, you can't tease the fact that Boba Fett's going to be in in the story and then not have it be really Boba Fett mm-hmm. without pissing off everybody. Yeah,
1: but that's what Star Wars is good at. Lou is pissing mm-hmm. off everybody.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Those They're are the fans too. Those are the fans. Yeah, that piss off everybody. Oh, they piss, well, off, they piss off themselves. Yeah, but, I, I yeah. guess
1: it, it. It from a certain point of view. <laughs>
2: Which is a great book, by the way.
1: Oh, my gosh. That,
2: it really is.
0: It's a terrific book. We I should talk about, about that. you guys hate these me. We should. No. Yeah.
1: No. No.
0: What's going on in the network?
1: Well, you know, that's a good question. Let's come to that, and then we will uh, head back into some more Disney Plus rumors. We have, as uh, some of you know, because you're watching it right now, we have a new YouTube channel. So for those we listening, do. we do. Well, no, that's not true at all. Again, from a certain point be of view, we have a really, really, really old YouTube channel <laughs> from September of 2016. I just had to go in and clean out some of the old videos in there. We've got an old Outer Rim episode with Lou, uh, Chris McGuffin, and I. And we had an old Jackbox Games episode. And then we had me playing Skyrim, which was uh, an interesting train wreck. Uh, so I had to clear those out to make space for, well, not to make space, but you know, to, do some house cleaning for that. So it's an old of the YouTube episode to get rid of the memories. Yeah. I mean, they, those episodes still exist. I guess if people want to see them, if you're desperate, let me know and, and we'll dig them out for you. But randomchatter.com slash YouTube, because we like to have all of our links at randomchatter.com slash whatever, because then it's easier for you to remember. YouTube.com slash random chatter works fine too. either one. But This is the first of the recordings that uh, you can expect to see up there. We're also doing random chatter. Got a little bit of a surprise with what we're doing with random chatter moving forward. We'll get to that in the next show. Um, But that is the big network announcement this week. Unless you guys have anything I'm forgetting.
0: Oh, so I have one. Um, Okay, actually, I I have I have a couple. Uh, April and Jay have no ideas has returned.
1: That's that's true.
0: Um, And also tomorrow night. Uh, the hosts of DC Talk and of Guardians of the MCU are mm-hmm. coming together in an epic crossover to celebrate each of our 100th episodes of each of our shows. Nice!
1: Wow! I thought yes. it was going to be like a competitive, like throwdown battle like for a royale, cage match. but yeah, I guess they're doing will, the whole it, unity it coming be. together thing instead. You guys are so boring.
0: It, it, okay. There will be probably a cage match. Um, I was going to say, interestingly enough, I've actually already drafted Carrie on my team. I don't know how that happens. Marvel DC mm. thing, but, yeah, I but she's I really have the Carrie.
1: team. That's the thing.
0: I, it doesn't matter. You
1: know what? As long as there's blood.
0: Carrie, it's Carrie all will, will ensure that she will throw people.
1: Oh yeah. And it will be oh, yeah, good. She will. <laughs> 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 all right. So that is the upcoming Epic 100th episode of both DC talk and mm-hmm. guardians of the MCU. Are, are they going to be separate yes. episodes or is it one episode that is counting as the hundredth of each of the shows?
0: It is one episode combined that will count as the hundredth of each. We, we are, our timing has synced up perfectly mm-hmm. um, by a manipulated sheer happenstance. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> without even and we are making it happen we're right. we're making it happen. So we're we're going to have some fun with it. Um we're going to do a little bit of news just cuz I mean there still is news on on oh, yes. uh, for for both shows. So we're going to have some some stuff there especially on the DC side. They yeah. have like a really big thing, one big, really thing, big thing this week. Gee, I really think a lot of us weren't even expecting. No, um yeah, exactly. So yeah, so we're going to have some fun talking about that and uh then we're going to do kind of a, a a big um big group game thing. that awesome. We're going to have a good time with. All yeah. right. Cool.
1: I may have to, to tune into that. You know, if you wanted to do it live, I could, you could route it through me into the stream and I could just like not be there and just have you guys on the thing. We could work that out. We'll talk. We'll talk, but that's very exciting. What you should do just for the audience, just to make it more special, you should have guardians of the MCU, just the left track DC talk just the right track. And then if you want the bonus stereo edition, you have to download both episodes and combine it. It's like a collector's edition, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, that's why you guys keep me around. I've got all the great ideas, thinking. you know, good.
0: All job. All right.
1: Anything else for <laughs> network news?
0: No, no. I'm all good.
1: right. Well, don't forget. You can follow us on Twitter at random chatter and at force chatter. Join our Discord server, randomchatter.com slash Discord. We've got a lot of great stuff going on in there. You can help support the network at randomchatter.com slash Patreon. And then finally, as I just mentioned, randomchatter.com slash YouTube. And please, you could do us a big favor and really help support our launch of our YouTube channel by doing a couple of things. Number one, like this video. Even if you've already listened to it and you don't want to watch it again, if you hit our YouTube channel... You know, just hit the little like button anyway, and then subscribe to the YouTube channel because then you can either get notifications when uh, new episodes are posted or if you don't like getting those pop ups uh, in your phone or whatever, you can still subscribe. And then when you go into your subscriptions on your YouTube page, we're right there in the list. Mm -hmm. And as we post new episodes, they appear, you know. Right up there in, in the top of the list as they are posted. So please do that for us. Like and subscribe. I, ha- I hate saying that. Like all this time I'm watching YouTube. Like and subscribe. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get on with the video. And now I have to do it. It's like it's now weird, you
0: are one of creepy. Them. I,
1: now I am one of those.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: that's OK. We love all of you out there. We have a really great supportive community here at the Random Chatter Podcast Network. If you're not a part of it, again, random slash discord is probably the best way to jump right in a lot of great people out there and thank you to everybody in the chat room right now too. We are also streaming twitch.tv slash Cinefan, And uh, we're going to assess what the streaming plans are here pretty soon too. But let's get back into the episode before Lou falls asleep. And before Tim has to go, he's had a rough day. Let me tell you. Uh, hey, yeah. So um, speaking of other Disney plus rumors, we've, Talked about Cobb Vanth. We've talked about the casting last episode. Tim is going to be mm-hmm. on the show, which is awesome. He's a great guy. If you ever get to go to a convention, go meet him. He's just, he's really cool. Very much about the fans. We also have rumors of Hera and Rex. Which it would be really awesome to see Tamara Morrison as Rex in live action.
2: Yeah, it really right? would. Wouldn't it be awesome? Mm-hmm. That'd be sweet.
1: I would love that. So I, I'm really, really hoping that rumor is true. Now that rumor is not as maybe as well vetted as the rumors we talked about last week with the casting, but it's also pretty new. So I imagine over the next week or so, um, we'll probably get a little bit better confirmation of that coming Mm -hmm. out. Now it's not just going to be in season two of the Mandalorian. Apparently they will also be appearing in season one of the Ahsoka series. Which has been rumored for a long time as well.
0: Yes.
2: So, there's a lot of series that are in rumor right now <laughs>
0: that we don't have any real details on. That's very true. And there's, a, there's also rumor of Ahsoka appearing in season one of the Obi Wan series.
2: That so is they're all just true. kind of
0: like co mingling right. and hanging out. They're they're actually sitting around a campfire, all of them, on Tatooine together. Hera and Rex and Ahsoka and Obi-Wan and the Mandalorian. They're just there. They're roasting marshmallows. They're telling stories. They're having a hell of a good time.
1: Yeah, go I'm, I'm wondering what they're throwing into that fire there. Ahsoka's like, wait, 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 wait. And and then like we could appear in the Chewbacca solo series too, like j- just to show up. Like they're all just like brainstorming different places they can be. It's like their agent is on cocaine or something. Like just you
2: know,
0: and Obi Wan's like, "Hey, the fire's getting low. Let's throw another Jawa on." <laughs> yeah, there you go.
2: Jawa's I was thinking, when his marshmallow catches fire, does he reminisce about Anakin? Or
0: <laughs> that that smells faintly like Anakin.
1: <laughs> That's so wrong. Like burnt leather. Sorry. I'm having flashbacks <laughs> to that robot chicken episode where Darth Vader calls Palpatine on the phone after the Death Star blows yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. So seriously though, there is one other rumored project and I don't know how I feel about this one. And that is that there is some sort of a Boba Fett spinoff project. And there's uh. rumor that it may be a movie. It's going straight to Disney plus there's rumor that it might be a movie. There's rumor that it might be a, um, a limited series like just four episodes kind of like the uh
0: obi-wan thing wait is supposed a to minute. be so wait a minute Look, looking at all of these this, things hang on this rumor was around like four years ago it
1: is coming back <laughs> from some sources that broke different things that actually happened early so these are sources that have a proven track record yet they don't have a lot of information on this one So I mean, it makes sense. Boba Fett is a massively popular property for Lucasfilm. They were going to do something with it early on. Like he was a priority. And then Mm -hmm. the thing with Josh Trank fell apart. They're going to bring the project back at some point in some form. And we all thought that project might be the Mandalorian, but the Mandalorian, as you said, Lou has kind of his own legs. Yeah. And even though I think they're using that, to spin off more things, which is both good and bad. And I want to come back to that. It makes sense that they're going to try to push to bring Boba Fett back.
2: I mean, I know it makes sense to do that as far as, you know, Hey, it's a property you own. It's a popular character, Yeah, but I I just don't see the need for it. I mean, I I mean, I, I don't want to see them ruin this character. We all love Boba Fett. He's a very, you know, polarizing character, I guess you'd say, because everybody wants to see it. Everybody wants to hear more about him. But at the same time, a lot of us don't want to have any more information about him because he's mysterious. He's this shadowy figure that operates in the background that we know is just a real badass. but I, uh, you know, you start taking the peel and the layers away and now it's like, well, okay, that was just a guy. And so he does this, he does that.
1: What if it were just like a heist movie? Like what if it were a mission and that's it, not backstory, not character building,
2: I, I'd be just okay evaluate. with that, then. Yeah, because then you're not yeah. delving into the character. You're not giving us any more detail about, you know, like Tim always likes to say, how the sausage is made. Right. Um, you know, we're getting just you know him being a badass in one episode or one one movie or one one story without getting that, Boba yeah. Fett sausage. Yeah, exactly
0: <laughs> yeah. you know, I I could be done with that. I it's it's this weird kind of inner conflict that I have because I absolutely love the character of Boba Fett, and mm-hmm. it, yeah, sure, I'd love to see more of him kind of between the clone wars period and um and and you know when we first saw him in in the original trilogy um but i i also i don't know it's it's one of those things that like okay so many people love boba fett and and yes he's a fan favorite so like kind of part of me and not to poo-poo it as a fan favorite but it's like it's a bandwagon kind of thing and oh everyone's on it and it's like mm, then that just kind of makes me want to withdraw and say well okay yeah cool character but there's a lot of other things that we can see and clearly i mean they have developed characters like the mandalorian like ahsoka like um Hera and and the folks in rebels and and that like um uh uh Doctor Afra that kind of thing they've developed so many new characters that really do we have to go back to Boba Fett I
1: well so we're also getting let's look at the rumors of what we have so far too because I think another question is are we getting too much or is this the right focus for Lucasfilm to have steering things toward TV and away from movies and not that those two things are mutually exclusive either, but so we've got the Mandalorian. Um, We don't currently have any animated announcement. Correct. I don't think though there is supposed to be a, not a rebels sequel, but a, a continuation of something of that, that has been rumored to be animated. But I think what is happening instead is we're getting the live action Ahsoka series which uh-huh. I think is going to follow rebels story-wise. We've got the uh-huh. Obi-Wan Kenobi series. We are allegedly getting some sort of a Dr. Aphra project. And now uh-huh. we're allegedly getting a Boba Fett project. Um, is, is all of number one, is all of this too much? Are we going to hit oversaturation with television now as opposed to film? Number two, <laughs> is it better to focus on the film stuff as opposed to the movie stuff? And number three, there is something to be said for taking one successful property and then introducing characters and things that you can then spin off into other things almost as a test mm-hmm. to see how the audience responds to them. And if they mm-hmm. do well, you start their own thing. NCIS did it with NCIS Los Angeles. Various other oh, shows yeah. have done it with various things. It makes mm-hmm. sense for Star Wars to do it, but is it too much? Like, what do you guys think?
2: Well, you know, I, so, oh, go ahead, Lou. Uh, I was going to say, I mean, I, I find it funny that we're talking about this now about how we may have an oversaturation of television. And we said so we had yeah. that with movies. I didn't even believe that we had that with movies. Uh-huh. I no. think the, the movie thing went a different direction because there's been so much controversy over, you know, who did what, whose cut was this, who wanted to direct that, what the plan was. And, and that all fell apart. We, right. we kind of already hashed that out many times. Um You know, I I worry about the oversaturation of television because it's not as discreet as a movie. A movie is a one-off shot. It happens. It's done, right? A television series, if you've got a couple different things going and you're diluting your properties across three or four different titles, then, you know, are you sharing the same production resources? Are you sharing the same stages? Are you sharing the same design team and stuff? Does that water things down a little bit? Does it make sure that you don't have a good core team for one? I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of questions in my mind about that. Um, but I kind of wish we'd get away from this timeline and go to a different, you know, focus on characters that aren't part of the original story, you know, that aren't part of the original trilogy. I mean, that's why I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of having a Boba Fett story going forward. I'm not a huge fan of having an Obi-Wan series going forward. I'll watch them certainly, and I'm sure I'll enjoy them, but you know, the Ahsoka thing interests me way more than those two do because it, it's, it's new content. It's, it's a different, different character that we haven't explored as much as, as those other ones.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm looking forward to having so, anything that's going forward consistently and a group of projects that are tied together that are moving forward. I hate that the books bounce back and forth all over the place like a yo-yo. Mm-hmm,
2: yeah.
1: And I don't care if that continuity is post episode nine or not. I just want you know, just pick a point and l- let's do an era like do mm-hmm. ongoing content there where I can invest in those characters in what's going on. I can focus on it. And know that I'm getting more content instead of just a one-shot. Basically,
0: basically parallel stories, you're saying. Right. Because you obviously have a lot of different people, characters, entities mm-hmm. existing in the same time period, doing different things yeah. in different places. And you can explore the same central core story from so many different perspectives.
1: And that's why I don't mind so much that this is all taking place in that time period. It's not focusing mm-hmm. on the Skywalkers. Right. So it's to me, it still feels new ish Mm -hmm. it's still after return of the jedi so for me that was the end of star wars for like decades and until just recently so it still feels like it's going somewhere that we haven't gone before but it's still linked together as well the kenobi thing maybe being the exception
2: but does it worry you though that we're going to be bumping up against the storyline that we already have um in that same time period no. See, I worry about because them because we don't dance really, things.
1: Only because it, there's separation there from the Skywalker saga and all of this other stuff going on. Yeah. Boba Fett, Din Djarin, Ahsoka, Sabine, Thrawn, all of that kind of stuff can happen in the unknown regions. It can happen in a different mm-hmm. part of space. It has nothing to do with the events of episode seven.
0: Yeah. So there's 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 a few things that I have here, and I do want to bring up a point that my lovely wife brought up in the chat room, saying, "Isn't TV a perfect venue to explore backstories and tangents um, yeah. that are too detailed for movies? Because we have Absolutely. more time. Uh, t- TV when when you have something that's episodic, when it's a series, you can explore character so much more than they can in in film. Absolutely, um, I mean that's that's definitely a, a bonus. I think also this goes, this whole discussion goes very much hand in hand with what we've been talking about a lot lately um, on Random Chatter and on other shows about the future of cinema and how there's this interplay with streaming services and, and, and kind of TV as, as a whole. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, there doesn't necessarily need to be a it's not a one or the other. Right. You know, they can both exist Um, And they can they both have um, they both have their pros. They both have their cons. I think that doing things on something like Disney Plus makes it so incredibly accessible. We get a lot of story. Um, I I just I think there's a lot of really great stuff that can that can come from that. And so I'm excited to to see them do this. And there is I mean, to your point, Lou, um, about them, like sharing resources and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Because there is a there's an economy of scale for this. Mm. And I think that they do have to share a lot of those resources. Um, but I think that's going to be in like, hey, this show used a certain set two seasons ago. And so we still have it and we can use it. So I Which don't think it's going to be this like. It does quite a bit. Yeah. So it's not going to be this like direct competition. I don't think for the same resources because they're all going to have their own sets of writers and directors and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and, and maybe we're going to have like a, 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 Dave Filoni. Maybe it is going to be Dave. Who's going to kind of like be overseeing things um, kind of like he has with animation, like this, like Uber showrunner, um, you know, Dave, like a a kevin feige type again but but for for tv and instead of movies just to kind of make sure that if we are playing in the same timeline um doing parallel stories in the same time or even it's even if it's subsequent that things are lining up the way that they should be right and that we're not doing things that something that might be really cool to do in one show screws another show over completely yeah
1: all right. We're going to move along a little bit because Tim does have to to get out of here. And I want to get to our next big story, which is this last episode of uh, Disney Gallery. Where oh, Where they focus yeah. on the tech for The Mandalorian. If you're not watching this series, you really need to be. Even if you don't watch The Mandalorian, I mean, there are some spoilers in there. But this last episode, they finally talk about that big video wall, which apparently is called, yeah. is it The Volume?
0: Well, the the volume was the, the a reference that they made to um the uh the episode from the mandalorian
1: okay so they go into detail about the epic gaming engine that they're using mm-hmm. and um what this new technology lets them do and it is absolutely incredible um mind blowing it really mm-hmm. is like It's I would love to be there on that set.
2: Just the use of light and shadow and the ability to have virtual cameras. I mean, I I think it's just is game changing. It really is. Yeah.
1: I mean, people underestimate like so I'm using a green screen here and I'm sorry,
0: you're right. The volume is the term that they're using for this set. That's what I thought, which is a weird name Mm. for it.
1: But, you know who am i to complain i mean they can call it whatever they want they can call it bugs bunny for all i care as long as it does what it does
0: um that's a warner brothers copyright i don't well
1: i don't know yeah i'm probably already (laughs) getting sued just for saying that just now with green screen and blue screen it's really difficult because like i'm i have a green screen thing set up here right now and i've got all kinds of like lighting in different positions and stuff and i'm still doing it wrong and then You know, how well is the screen behind me lit as opposed to how I'm lit? And then it's it's great in the sense that you can do a lot of stuff after the fact. But if the characters are lit differently than your your CG composites, Uh then Uh it gets weird. And then if you have a lighting source coming from somewhere in the CG work, but then that lighting source isn't coming from the same direction on the actor, you're limited as far as what you can do after the fact. And uh, like John Favreau was talking about. It, was it the Lion King. He wanted to change angles on something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they had some limitations regarding that in this, they can do it right there on the spot. Yeah. And the light is actually coming from the screens on the actors mm-hmm. and even top down light because the ceiling is a, a video screen.
0: Yeah. And it was, it was incredible to hear, uh, you know, you have your most seasoned actor who's involved in this Carl Weathers and to hear him talk about this, I mean, obviously he's been on a ton of movie sets and he's done a ton of things. And for him to say that, like, this was so incredibly immersive for him, like more than any other experience ever that, Mm -hmm. yeah, sure. You can be on, on a soundstage, you can be on a set, but there's always so much artificiality around you. And really the only thing that's like, in the set is solely what's in the frame of the camera. Everything outside of that is just, it's just BS. It's just empty space. There's nothing there. And to hear him talking um, so much of it was about the, um, that they were talking about was the, the last episode of, of the Mandalorian, the season finale, when they're in this tunnel with the river of lava. And he's just like, yeah, he's like, you know, we're, we're in there. And on most sets I have to I have to imagine. He's like mm-hmm. I have to imagine what's going on. So like part of my brain is creating this this visual around me so I can immerse myself in it and then I'm having to deal with the characters and the interactions basically, you know, the the acting overall. Right. And he's like for this not only does this have me not have to think about it, this further immerses me in my own character and the area mm-hmm. that we're in because Uh, not uh, it's it's there it's it's real Mm -hmm. plus they're bringing in physical set pieces into it to add depth and dimension and and interaction yeah and that kind of stuff it's like you know they were showing here's the panorama of tatooine and then here's giant boulders which were like actual real physical things and the ground was sand and i was absolutely blown i mean this is this is next level filmmaking when you can take Uh, a boulder film tv whatever it's next level production
1: we Mm -hmm. we wanted a little over to the left and the guy with the ipad just like taps on the boulder and drags it and you see on the wall this boulder just moving across the the background it's just phenomenal and from the actor's point of view if you compare the work on um episode two is the example i always go back to with uh ewan mcgregor talking about you know, being on this, this green screen set where they've got green boxes and green platforms and green things mm-hmm. and guys in green costumes. And then mm-hmm. George Lucas standing there saying, okay, now duck, now jump, right. now go to your left. Yeah. And you and McGregor used to complain. He said, like, I'm not, I feel like I'm not acting. I'm, I'm right. like yeah, doing right. a, a dance choreography where I'm learning the moves live. And it's not like it doesn't count. There's something to act off of compared to mm-hmm. Gina Carano talking about the fact that she's in this closed room and they're traveling down this lava river and she's getting motion sickness.
0: Yeah. Right. And, right. And, and they're like, we were afraid to touch the lava. Right. Like it was that real. <laughs> thing. That's that's it's so incredible. Yeah. And I was them. so excited about watching this episode. Yeah. yeah it helps him act better. I
2: mean, you, know, yeah. I keep thinking back to the behind the scenes stuff for um, Alan Tudyk, when he's talking about playing K2SO, he's like, you know, I had a backpack with a stick sticking out in the head. He's like, "This was ILM." He's like, "What? You know, what, this, is, uh, this is the best part of technology out there." I'm hey, like, those wow, weren't sticks; that.
1: those were PVC tubes. I mean, they used the high tech <laughs> stuff. Yeah,
2: but, I mean, you, know, you think about how much we've just gone from there to here. That wasn't that long ago. Right. This is incredible stuff. Yeah.
1: So if you haven't seen it, check out that episode. It is mind blowing. It is truly. It it's awesome. The whole series has been great, but really that episode um, was that cinched it. Like that was worth it beyond any yep, of the yeah. others.
0: It, they've had episodes on the directors and on the, the, the casting and characters and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And they've all been fantastic, but this is the one that like really, really held my attention. Yeah. Right. so much. And I mean, I'm going to go watch it again because it, I mean, it's, it's that good. And so much of this is like, oh, okay, you get this cool little documentary. Yeah. I get to see how the sausage is made and that's pretty cool. No, this is one to go back to mm-hmm. because I know that there's stuff that I probably missed. And yeah. like, it was, it was that big. The, the thing that pisses me off about this though, and I
2: will say that it does piss me off that we are getting this for the Mandalorian we should be getting this for the movies movies? for everything we've been, you know, it's like, come on, you gotta make sure you get the rest of this stuff out for the next movies we do.
1: Which makes me wonder who is in charge of making the decisions about us getting this stuff. Was it John Favreau that pushed to get this to series this? uh, I mean, the Disney gallery thing was Mm -hmm. it Disney saying, Hey, we want content for Disney plus Kathleen. What Mm -hmm. can you give us? Was it Kathleen Kennedy deciding we want to go with this, but we don't want to deal with the the mess from the fans' perspective of the movies, or was it uh, Dave Filoni? Like, who was it that made the decision to bring this behind the scenes series to light? And it kind of makes me wonder. You know, we talked a few episodes back in what I hope wasn't too negative an episode about kind of what's going on with the leadership at Lucasfilm. I'm wondering if Dave Filoni is kind of steering things along this. And mm-hmm. Kathleen Kennedy's obviously giving her blessing. She's appeared in every one of the episodes. Right. And yeah. I have no doubt she's totally on board with it, but I'm wondering if this is Dave's vision pushing this. Is it Kathleen's uh, uh, vision pushing it or is it Disney's?
2: The impression I had just from watching it, and I haven't seen anything other than what you guys already seen, but I have a feeling it's Filoni and Favreau yeah, together, sure. you know, pushing this forward.
0: Yeah, I mean, for for the show itself, the, the 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 show is is it's branded for Disney. It's Disney Gallery, so clearly they have an intent. Yeah, at least from what we see from um, from this first season covering the Mandalorian is that they're going to give us other behind the scenes stuff across all of their properties. Sure. Marvel, I mean, I, especially. Would, I would love to see stuff for Marvel and yeah. Nat Geo. And I mean, there could be like some really incredible content that they're doing. there. clearly starting off with the Mandalorian, which has been, I, I mean, I haven't seen statistics, but it has to have been the number one watch thing yeah. on Disney plus since Disney plus
1: uh, it's their cash. So, cow
0: yeah yeah, it absolutely is. And this also the timing of it is great because it keeps people on until the next thing comes. I mean, yes, they had season seven of the Clone Wars. This is something else that kind of keeps it going until something Marvel will come on and then something Star Wars will come on and and all that. so it's 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 definitely good. Um, in terms of it's 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 really funny because then talking back about the the tech, part of this again um john favreau was clearly pushing a lot of this because like he was talking Mm. about hey you know here's a little bit of a thing that we did in jungle book then here's a little bit of a thing that we did in lion king and look how specific he was oh yeah yeah and here's a little thing that we did in iron man and you know in iron man he actually did some work with um uh, with with Dave Filoni, because they were working at Lucasfilm together. And that's how Favreau got pulled into the Clone Wars right. and, and all that. And then it's funny because they do kind of this, this cut to this discussion um, with George Lucas on the set of The Mandalorian. And he's basically like, yeah, this is cool. I was going to do this 20 years ago, but we just right. didn't have the technology for it. So it's, I mean, it just shows mm. once again, how much of a freaking visionary george is and this continued tie-in with with Lucasfilm is fantastic because they are still even with george not really involved i mean him walking on a scene is an involvement they are still right. pushing the envelope of technology in in film and tv production and it's freaking awesome and it's mind-blowing and it's amazing
1: well we need to wrap up so i'm going to kind of lightning around through the last things in the episode here because i know tim's got a another call he's got to get to Uh 40th anniversary of empire strikes back. Yeah. Good time to rewatch it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. One of, uh, uh, I mean, so, speaking of technology, I mean, so much cool stuff came out of empire strikes mm-hmm. back that just like continued to build on what we saw in a new hope. And yep. it, yeah, some of the stuff in a new hope was a little cheesy, but it's so cool that just a few years later, you see this incredible evolution of, filmmaking and technology from episode four to episode five and also mm-hmm. story
1: wise too because this is the first yeah. time at least in my recollection that we really got i don't know when the godfather stuff came out but for the most part we really got sequels and mm-hmm. an ongoing story in in uh, filmmaking like this was yeah this is a big deal and it's defined the industry
0: and yeah. it was empire Strikes yeah, yeah, no, Back that did that yeah, yep. yeah. There, I mean, there were definitely sequels before it. I mean, even going back into yeah. the 30s and 40s. But, but not this in was hit such a big impact. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this was mm-hmm. done in such a such a different way, and so big it was really impactful to the entire industry. Yeah.
1: So now is a good time to rewatch if you haven't seen it in a long time. Um, there are actually some rewatch parties going on uh, all over the place. Really, I saw one with the Sam Witwer and a few other people recently. Um, yeah, do some uh, do some searching around. I would even be willing to, to join one if anybody were interested. I'd set one up here if anybody wants to. But uh, what else do we have here? Uh, Lucasfilm winning big at the Webby Awards. I know the Star Wars show. Um, <clears throat> they consistently win awards and, and they've won some more. Um, the Star Wars app. Um, social channels won the Webby and People's Voice for social for TV and film. I didn't even know
0: yeah, that I mean, was they do a thing. Yeah, they do. Their Twitter and, um, and Instagram, which I both yeah. pay attention to, are mm-hmm. always fantastic. They're putting up a lot of great stuff. The app is great. And I got to say, actually, I, I haven't been on the app in a while. But that's another thing that has pushed a lot of things. I mean, they've done um, a, a lot of AR stuff in there and things that we haven't really seen mainstream in a lot of other a lot of other ways.
1: Yeah. Um, Tim, you're going to have to take this one from me. Um, Ken Nightingale.
0: Nightingale? My Yeah, yeah. Correctly? So, folks probably don't know the name of Ken Nightingale, uh, but they they probably are familiar with him as the pink shorts audio boom guy. Uh, from episode four, he was you know they were out in the desert in in uh, uh, Tunisia. He was, wasn't wearing a short. He was just wearing these, like, little pink shorts that, you know, the small shorts that they wore in the 70s. Ah. Uh, they were bright pink and, yeah. Uh, and, and, of course, people cosplay as him at, at celebration and stuff. Uh, he passed at age 92. Mm. Um, so that's, that's a, a bit of a sad thing. Um, mm-hmm. Swinging to the other side, a great thing, uh, especially in our community, uh, Tom, um, who... Uh, uh, co-host with me over on Dispatches. He's been on, uh, on Echo Base. Uh, he just got approved by the 501st Legion for his Captain Rex. Excellent. So congratulations Congrats. to Tom.
1: Congratulations, Tom. Tom. Yeah. Good job. Now, I just have to bribe somebody into making me something. Not pink shorts,
0: because <laughs> <laughs> I you, was, was going really to say, you could do a great pink shorts really boom guy.
1: don't know. No, no. No, something that the 501st would approve or Mando mm. Mercs or Rebel <laughs> Legion or something. But. All right. Well, that's actually going to do it for this episode. of an
0: honorary CRL.
1: Make me P- an honorary shirts, anything yeah. at this point. I, I would just, it's, <laughs> it's an honor just to be honored. I don't know. Absolutely. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Echo Base. Again, don't forget to check us out on YouTube, com slash YouTube, com slash Discord slash store for merchandise slash patreon to help support the network lots of things lots of stuff and most importantly go to randomcheddar.com just for a great lineup of a lot of wonderful podcasts that we are happy to bring to you out there we're happy you're listening and we can't wait to come back next week with more great content for you guys so until then stay safe take care of one in, uh, one another wow i'm kind of butchering the ending here but uh, we will see you again in a week take care